Hey guys, is it kind of difficult for you sometimes to wait for your girl to come? I know that happens a lot because there really is an orgasm gap. Women take just a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that's promescence delay spray. Now, I know what a lot of you guys are thinking like, oh, I don't need delay spray. I don't have PE. But their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out. And it's not going to transfer to your partner. Promescent also has a whole line of women's products. I love their warming gel. They also have buzzing gel. They have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier. Not only do I recommend Promescent products, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some. Go to delayspray.com and you're going to find everything you need for a hot night of SEX. They have a money back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose. There's also free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. Thanks, Promescent, for sponsoring this show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me right now. I'm at Strict Anonymous, both on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. <laughs> You're going to want to follow me there if you want to be on the show because you could DM me there if you want to be on the show. Or you could send me an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, Strictly Anonymous Podcast at com and click on Be on the Show. This is a call in show where people remain anonymous. I change everybody's voices. People make up fake names. I'm sure they all call me from fake ass numbers. <laughs> I don't need to know really who you are, but I want to hear your true story. So if you have like a naughty, interesting secret life, or you have a problem that you want to rap about and you want my unprofessional advice, I think I give good advice, but it's unprofessional. <laughs> you could be on the show. So either DM me, do all those other things I just spoke about, all the the emails and my webs and my website, as well as links to my social media will be in the description. If you want to call my confessions hotline and leave a naughty confession, you could do that 24-7. Call my confessions line is 347-420. 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You have four minutes to leave your confession. If you need longer, just call back. But make sure you're in like a quiet place and you're not so muffly. I don't know. I think it's hard for people to know what they sound like when they're leaving a message. But uh, more than half of these, I can't even hear because it's like people are calling me with so much noise in the background. Roll up your windows if you're in your car, turn your air conditioning off, your, your radio. Shut your windows and leave me a message at that number. That number is also in the description. Uh, I have something new coming up either this week or two weeks from now, and it's going to be called Girl Talk. You know how I have Fetish Fridays every other Friday? 
Uh, now, every Friday that I don't have Fetish Fridays, I'm going to have a, something called Girl Talk, where I will be talking to another girl about S-E-X. I won't be interviewing them about their life. We'll just be rapping about sex, like girls do. We always talk to our girlfriends about <laughs> sex. I'll be talking to fellow podcasters. I'll be talking to experts. I'll be talking to former guests, but they'll all be females, and we'll just be talking about Sucks. I've already taped a couple. Like I have my first one I'm going to air will be me and Layla from Curious Girl Diaries. We'll be talking about anal sex. We already taped that. And I have a couple more taped, one about sexting. Uh, but that will be happening very soon. So stay tuned for that. The girl I have on today will probably be back on for that or back on again to tell me more. Because let me just fucking tell you, this girl, Casey, okay, she is into a lot of things. She touched upon a lot of it, but there is so much more to her story. The interesting thing about Casey is she is a writer, and she wrote out three books, three books of her life, her true story, her journey into the lifestyle and all the things that she's into and what she's done. She talks a lot about that, but mostly what you get here is like the full the, like the quick story, not the full story. You get a lot of details, trust me. I mean, you won't believe the stuff that she's into. She starts off talking about how she got into the lifestyle. She was having an affair with like her boss at the time who was married. And they started going to swingers clubs together. And then after that ended, she started to go solo. And she was, you know, hardcore into the lifestyle. She knew what she was into. She tried different things like dabbling with girls and stuff. But really, what is her favorite thing besides a male, male, female threesome is DV, not DP. That's double penetration. DV, which is double vaginal penetration. This girl needs two dicks in her all at all times. She also needs gangbangs because this girl will tell you, and she has said, she said it on this podcast, like she just needs so much sex, even in like one sitting. So she's very down with gangbangs. She's down with going to the swingers club when it's like singles guy nights only. Cause like one time she went, she like would fuck like 20 guys in one night. Like that's what she's into. That's what she needs. She wound up meeting a guy at a threesome who wound up being the guy she's currently married to. And she's in a great relationship with him. They are husband and wife. They are stag and vixen. He's very much a stag. She's very much a vixen. They are totally in the lifestyle. He's he's the one that looks through dick pics for her and picks out her guys for the gangbangs. And he sets up the threesome. And he's very involved in all that. And they're really in the lifestyle. And they're really happy. And she's so upfront about all of it. Like I said, she talks about all of it here, but she, there's so much more. If you want to get really more specific details, she has her three books. I'm going to put all the links to that in the description. She has also just started an OnlyFans. She's going to put a lot of stuff up there. She's not some girl that's just going to give you the sex. She's going to give you like what she gives in her books, which is like all the other personal stuff about her. So you really get to know her there on her OnlyFans. She just started it. She has a contest going on over there to get like three free days. She talks about that at the end of this episode. She sent me anonymous pics of herself. If you want to see those, you could head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. It's only $5 to join. You're supporting my show. You get early 
episodes. They're all ad free. You get all the anonymous confessions. I just did like a, a really interesting thing about sex positions for them over there. I just, we do a lot of interesting stuff on Patreon. Like I said, it's five dollars a month. You could cancel at any time. You see mostly pics of all the girls that have been on my show. Anonymous pics, but sexy pics. And there are sexy pics of Casey. And she does not disappoint. I tell her, like I saw her body already. And I know it's like a 10 point, I think I called it a 10.8 thousand. I don't know. <laughs> so if you want to put a body, not so much a face because everyone reminds and remains anonymous on this, but if you want to put a body to it, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The links to her OnlyFans, all of that good stuff is going to be in the description. Uh, but you're going to, you're going to love her story. So I'm going to be, get right back on. So I'm going to get right to it and be right back on with Casey. <laughs> This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Casey Donatello. I'm going to say your whole name because you <laughs> you are a whole name person because you are being kind of yourself on my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, first of all. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited because you have a lot of stuff. I mean, you're kind of like from vanilla. What was your little phrase you put in the email? Like from vanilla to something to hot wife. <laughs> but uh, maybe it said from like shy Catholic girl to unicorn yes. to gang girl to hot wife. There's yeah. been a lot of stuff in the history. So, yeah. So there we go. And I know it like, it ends with the hot wives, the gang bangs. I mean, gang bangs happen to be like my most downloaded episode. So we want to get all your stories. I want to hear the whole story from the beginning. You are also a writer, like you put all of these stories in some, uh, some, a uh, book or multiple books. I mean, it, what is that whole deal with that? Thing? Uh, right now there are currently three books yeah. and it is from the minute I found the lifestyle to getting married in the lifestyle. So oh. it's kind of a, tr it's a trilogy. It tells the entire story up until a few months ago. So it's very, very current, um, of all these different stages of being in the lifestyle. And it's, a lot of graphic sex and stuff, but it also tells the personal side and like the struggles you have and the lessons you learn and how it's very difficult to have this secret life sometimes. And yeah, it's really love... hard to date somebody in this world. Yeah, I love all of that. I love that that's a, a part of it as well. It's not just the SEX because that's what I like to do on my show too. I, I do draw people in with the promise that you're going to hear this hot story. But I like to touch on all those other things as well, because that's reality and I'm a realist and I like the fucking truth, you know? So you're going to give me a sampling of your life story when people, you know, if people want to hear more and the, a lot more details and a lot more of the story and they want to just like sit back and relax and read it all. They could go get your books. I'll put links to all of those. Where do people buy them? Like on Amazon or where are they located? Or yeah, they're on a lot of places, but Amazon is usually the easiest. They're all right there. Okay, cool. So I will put links in the description at the end. You'll give another shout out as well. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. 
888-253-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, but let's get your story. So now you sound young to me. I mean, what, how, how old are you right now? I'm actually 40. Everybody thinks I sound like a little girl and I look like I'm in my late 20s all the time. Um, so it's pretty funny. So I don't feel like I'm 40. I don't think I act like I'm 40. Yeah. Um, but yeah, technically I'm 40 and I think it's hilarious when I sleep with a younger guy and I'm like, wow, I could be you know, pretty much your mom, and I'm like this cougar, but <laughs> yeah. I don't feel that old, and we don't have kids, so, you know, we live this just, like, wild, free lifestyle. Instead of having a kid's room, we have a full sex room upstairs. Oh, my God, so, hilarious. <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah, the kids thing definitely changes you and ages you. I mean, I ha- I didn't have a kid until I was 46, so I lived a very solo life up until then, and I would say I looked like I was 22 until I was, like, you know, 46 too and then you, I, know, I love when we meet people because we're, we're nudists now and lifestyle so we go to like clubs or resorts and people are always like oh our kids don't know we're here or we're so happy to be away from them <laughs> and me and my husband are just like oh we have 100% freedom to do whatever we want all the time and we love it yeah 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 I did too for most of my life and then I was like okay I'm a little bored of me like let's do something else but <laughs> you know it just everyone's different but anyway let's get to this whole thing because you just keep throwing out stuff like we're nudists and we go to these clubs and we have to start with your story. So, okay, you're 40 now. You keep saying we. Are you married? Is this your a partner or yes. your husband? You're we married. got married in December. Mm-hmm. And we met. Um, the third book is all about meeting him and our relationship and our marriage. We met in a blind date threesome in his playroom, actually. We had a mutual male friend that connected us. We had never spoken to each other or seen each other. I just showed up at his house one night, and we had this, like, insanely hot threesome. And we were never supposed to see each other again. But I was, um, when I went to the threesome, I exploded whatever relationship I had at that time by going, which I knew I was going to do. And I had called our mutual friend to hang out with again because I was, like, upset about fighting with the other guy. And he goes, you know, Casey, I'm really sorry. I have like family obligations. Why don't you call Jason and see if he can like entertain you? And I was like, you know, I don't know this guy. It's kind of weird. And I don't really feel comfortable. And he goes, Casey, you, you just, just had him. him. <laughs> oh my I God, think I you guys like, go out to dinner or something. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit, fine. I was like, I'll do it. And then we hung out for like, I don't know, 10 hours that day. And it was really awkward and uncomfortable because we knew nothing about each other except, you know, body parts were touching and things were in mouths. And, you know, we just kept picturing each other naked, basically. So, of course, we had sex, and then that was it. We were just together a lot. Um, But we were very on and off because he really wanted to be together, and I was like, you know, I'm this, like, single, confident woman, and how dare you try to, you know, tell me what to do and make me answer questions and I was just, I had so many walls built from previous things. And, you know, in the lifestyle, you have to take a lot of emotions out of stuff to survive. So he found me at a really aggressive time in my life. But he stuck with it, and he was really certain that we were meant to be together. 
And, you know, eventually we worked through all of this drama and we just ended up getting married. It was a total shocker and like this really crazy like story of how we met and how we became to be, but we couldn't be happier right now. Like yeah, everything that, is finally that's perfect. But back but the again, F up, but back the F up because you're you're I'm assuming you got into the lifestyle and were doing all these things way before you met him. Oh yeah, we were both in the lifestyle. Yes. He was a single guy and I was a single female when we met. But you but didn't I know him back in yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you didn't know him yet. Let's I want your story before even before you met him. Like oh, when sure. did you as a single woman get into the lifestyle? Was there were you with a partner and you guys started together? Did you go a solo alone? Were you a unicorn? Is that how it started? So I always just randomly stumble into things. I was I was raised, you know, not like strict devout Catholic, but I was a Catholic, you know, school kid. Yeah. And I was very shy and quiet. I had friends, but I was never like sexually active like my friends were and stuff. I was always a little more, you know, like worried about stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so when I was in my early 20s, I had a job and... I don't know what happened, but I ended up hooking up with my boss who was married. I mean, that's so funny. I don't know how it happened, but I just wound up fucking my boss that was married. <laughs> and he was over, you know, a decade older than me. He was married with kids. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But he gave me my first orgasm ever. And I think that just, like, you know, set me off into the deep end. And then one night, this is a long time ago, so when Craigslist was very popular, yeah. I, you know, we found an ad for a swing club on Craigslist. And I was like, hmm, what is this? And I Google it. And I was like, this is, you know, sounds intriguing. Why don't we go? So we went on a Saturday night just to see what it was about. And something about this, like, secret world I didn't know about was just so intriguing and interesting that we started going there, like, every weekend together. Where did his and wife think he was? What? Where did his wife think he was? I mean, here's a married guy, and he's out every Saturday night with you at a swingers club. I have no idea. Okay, interesting. And I'm sure everything he told me was complete bullshit, you yeah, know, because yeah, he yeah, yeah. seems obviously, oh, our marriage sucks, and this and that, and she doesn't care, but, you yeah. know, the hell knows. Yeah. Back then, I believed it. Now, probably not. I wouldn't believe it, you know? But did he ever um, get caught? No. Okay. Um. So we did that for a while, but our relationship obviously was not meant to last. It was, you know, um, there were so many problems from the beginning with all of these other things. So when I hit 30, I think I finally was like, you know, this is enough. It was almost a decade together of being like his side piece. And even though I did have some positive things from him, it wasn't a horrible relationship, but it just wasn't, you know, like a full healthy relationship. So I hit 30 and I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. And I was like, I'm just going to put this to the side, just move on with my life, find, like, a normal relationship. Well, that didn't go so well, and then I ended up back on a lifestyle site single, so as a unicorn. Okay, but wait, and back like, up you know when what? you're with I'll... that boss. No, 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 you're going too fast. Back up when you're with that boss and you go to the swingers club. I mean, here you are, a girl who was pretty shy. You never really did anything. You were vanilla. Now you're fucking your boss, and that's not... <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but it's not so out of the realm. It's still vanilla sex. It's, you know, it's a man, it's a woman. But now you go to the swingers club. What were you guys engaging in there? Did you, was it a free-for-all for you? Did you have a lot of firsts there? Did you not really do that much when you were going with him? Um, We did a lot of, like, if I remember correctly, it was a lot of, like, soft swap stuff. And also he was kind of the driving force. 
So he wanted to see, like, girl-girl stuff. So, like, we dabbled with that. But, honestly, I'm straight. And I learned that through the years. Yeah. Uh, once I went back single uh-huh. and I realized there was more things out there. Because when you're new, you know, everything is new and exciting. Yeah. And I didn't know what anything was. So, you know, you try stuff and you're like, okay, just the idea of doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. It's hot, maybe. It's super hot. But, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And well, the longer you're in the lifestyle and the more things you try – just like anything else in life, you start to create your own interests and say, like, okay, that was cool, but I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, I've never tried this, but I think I would like it. So over the years, I'm, you know, I'm 100% straight. I have zero interest in hooking up with other girls and stuff. And back then, I think I was doing it as part of maybe a little bit of pressure, but maybe a little bit of, like, oh, he thinks this is super hot, so I'll do it. You know, yeah, uh-huh. I wasn't really myself. I was just trying to feel everything out. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, so, so you, now... So now you go back after him. You guys are over. You, you're you dipping your toes in the lifestyle. But now when you guys broke up, you went back into the lifestyle solo. And then how did you become a, a unicorn? Uh, well, being a single family as oh, yeah, a unicorn, right. that is well, a I unicorn. literally <laughs> just joined a website. And that was it. The minute a single girl logs online, yeah. it is done. And you have a lot of attention and emails. I do remember, though, I was very, very scared. Yeah. Um, not so much of, like, safety, just scared, like, could I do this by myself? Am I brave enough, you yeah. know, is I am shy. So I remember I just, I just, like, ripped the Band-Aid off. I just picked somebody. We went on a date. I didn't even really like him. But I said, let me just see if I have the balls to have sex with someone on a first date because that is so unlike me. And I was proud of myself. I did it. It was horrible. You know, the sex was terrible. Mm-hmm. And I never saw him again. But I was like, okay, I have the courage. I'm determined. I know I can be a part of this world on my own. I just need to figure out how to do it better, choose better guys, get what I want out of it instead of what guys want me to have out of it. So it became this journey of self-exploration and discovery. And mostly I would say like empowerment, you know, I learned how to make myself the priority and, um, you know, really learn what I liked and how I wanted to be treated and not just be some guy's girl. Yeah, but I mean, so to me, I always think of a unicorn as like someone that a couple comes in and takes. Or What's a unicorn to you? So to me, a unicorn is just a single female. Generally, they are bisexual. Yeah. I, however, am not. But I did, when I went on by myself in the beginning, I only really knew there were couples and single guys in the lifestyle, right? So I met a lot of them. I did play with couples, and I did play with single guys. Yeah. Once I found out you could sleep with two guys at once, Uh that's when I had this epiphany, and the world just, you know, shattered. And I was like, holy shit, okay, this is my thing. (laughs) And then I never played with another woman again, and I still have it. So when was that first... Male, male, female, threesome. Was it at a swingers club? Was it a guy you picked up and you picked up another guy? I mean, how did that all go down the first time? Um, No, my first male, male threesome was hilarious because I had played with this guy Mm one-on-one, and it didn't go well. He couldn't really perform and stuff, which happens more than you can imagine in the lifestyle. Interesting. So as a, a peace offering, 
he wanted to hang out again, and I wasn't really interested, so he decided to sweeten the deal. He goes, what if I bring my friend? And I was so caught off guard, I was like, um, I, I liked the idea, and I was like, okay, when do you want to you know, set this up? Because in my head, I needed time to mentally prepare for this. Yeah. And he was like, oh, we'll just be there like in a little while. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean right now? I don't know what's happening. And I'm trying to act cool, but in my head, I'm just panicking because I'm like, I don't even know what you do with two guys at the same time back then. <laughs> oh, right? right, yeah. So I said, okay, fine, sounds great. You know, give me the address where you want to meet the hotel and stuff. So we hang up the phone, and then I call one of my guy friends at the time. And I'm like, dude, like, what do I do right now? Like, how do I do this? What positions do I need to know? You know, and he gave me like this, you know, threesome 101 breakdown. And he goes, just Casey, just have fun. Just relax. Just go with it. You know, just have a good time. Don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. So, so I went and it was fun, but it did not blow my mind in the way I thought it would. I thought they were kind of tame and they were super nice and we had fun. But I knew that this was not like the ultimate experience. This is just, again, the tip of the iceberg, you know? Yeah. So then I made it my goal to seek this out and find guys that would be like a little wilder. And then once I found out you could have DV, that was my mission for life. Wait, you know? wait what's now, DV? DV or DP? Oh, yes. two dicks in, inside at the same time. Yeah, I'm 100% DV. <laughs> if uh, guys aren't up for that, then I don't even meet them anymore. Interesting. Right, because yeah. I can imagine that if you constantly have two dicks inside of you, one dick is just never going to... And also, just one dick is never going to be enough. I mean, how do you ever go back? <laughs> or can you? I mean, you? you can still have good one-on-one sex. Obviously, me and my husband don't always have an extra guy with us. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't take away from our sex life. Okay. But if we're playing with other people, then that is part of what's happening. And if you don't like that, yeah. then you can find someone else. I don't mean that in an arrogant way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but... That's, that's my fetish. And I used to say, oh, I prefer it, but if you don't want to do it, I understand. And now my husband goes, if that's what you want, just make it very clear there's enough guys that are interested in it where you don't have to sacrifice what you want to please someone else. And I go, very good point. So now that is always upfront when we talk to people and there are tons of guys that are willing to do it and they absolutely love it. So it works out. So when was your first DV? Was it your idea? Was it the guy's idea? It was my idea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked again, my, my friend that gave me the advice on the threesome after that night, I called him. I said, you know, it was good. I said, but I really want to try this thing I heard about, you know, DV. I was like, have you ever done it? He goes, yeah, I've done it a bunch of times. And I actually, ha- I know a guy that I did it with, you know. Um, it's funny how a lot of single guys are friends with other guys because they run in the same circles or they know the same girls and the same couples. They go to the same parties. So I always find it very entertaining when they refer a guy or they want to bring a guy and it, you know, it makes it easier for me because I have less work to do. Yeah, to find you, you don't have to be the wrangler. They're the wrangler. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So he was really sweet. He goes, well, let me call this guy and I'll see if he wants to, you know, come do this for you. I said, okay. So he did. He came through with his friend and they both knew that was, you know, the main objective of the night. But obviously we did a lot of other stuff too. And that that feeling of DV, it's so hard to describe. There's nothing that compares to it. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, so now I kept making my, um, my preferences smaller and smaller and smaller. So you now, really you know, honed was, in on what you were into, yeah. like you said, yeah. So it was only guys, then it was like only multiple guys, then it's only multiple guys that will do DV. So I'm very, very like a niche uh, kind of girl. And then is that how the gangbangs came in? Because you could have multiple DVs at the same time? I mean, have you ever had more than two dicks inside of you? No, we always joke about trying to put more, but we haven't tried yet. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, so then and is that what led you, though, into the gangbang thing as well? Yeah, so then um, the guy who came, his name is Lewis, the one that came to show me how to do DV. Mm-hmm. We became very, very good friends, and we were like partners in crime. He was married, but I knew the wife and everything. So it was totally, you know, allowed. Nothing funny was going on. Yeah. And he's the one, one night, he goes, you know, do you want me to set something up with a bunch of guys? And I said, oh, I don't really know, like, what to expect or how things happen. He goes, just trust me. Just I'll pick you up at, you know, whatever time on whatever date. And I'm going to take you somewhere. And there's going to be a bunch of guys. And you're just going to do your thing. And then we're going to leave. And he made it sound so simple and easy, like there was nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, like we do this all the time. And of course, I always pretend to be very confident and cool on the outside when I'm panicking on the inside. (laughs) But you don't want people to see that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went, and I forget if if there was four four black guys. I think it was four. And he just walks me into this room, and they're all there. And it was like, okay, go ahead. And in that moment, you know, you just you just go with it. You're like, okay, this is, we're here. We all came here for a reason. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And we had a blast. Everything, they were very nice guys. They all performed well. And I was like, okay, I guess I am capable of having, you know, a gangbang now. And I liked it. There's, you know, when you have a very hungry appetite and like a large drive like I never it's never enough right girls can obviously come repeatedly guys maybe once or twice if you're lucky they can recover and come again but girls you know and especially me I can just go on forever no matter how good the sex is I never say it's enough I never say okay I'm done or I'm tired I can fuck eight guys and an hour later I'm horny again wow I'm a little jealous Multiple guys is really, like, what I actually need. It's not just... Sounds like you do. Yeah, it's, like, fun to do, but also my body needs all of this because of so many years of doing it. It's just accustomed to it, right? It's like you work out at the gym, you increase your weights over time. If you go back to, like, the beginning weight, you don't feel it. So this is kind of where I'm stuck now. I love it, but I also know that, you know, it's hard to not do this anymore. Hey, guys. Want to max out your erection and have mind-blowing SEX every time? Then you need to get yourself a Tenuto 2 vibrator by Mystery Vibe. The Tenuto 2 is an award-winning, flexible, wearable vibrator designed for men with women in mind. And that's because they have four perfectly placed motors that not only vibrate you, but also going to vibrate your girl in all the right places too. 
There are eight preset vibrations that you can choose from. There's 16 different intensities you can choose from as well. And like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it. So you can customize your whole experience. The Tenuto 2 is also perfect for solo play. Want a hands-free orgasm? <laughs> Who doesn't? Go get yourself a Tenuto 2 by Mystery Vibe. Just go to mysteryvibe.com and you're going to get 15% off your Tenuto by using my code STRICTLY15. That's mysteryvibe.com. Use my code STRICTLY15 for 15% off. Mysteryvibe.com. Use Strictly 15 for 15% off. Your package is going to arrive discreetly, and there's a two-year warranty on every order. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this show. I forgot where I was going with this right now. The multiple guys, the gangbangs, the, that was your first. I was asking, like, you know, how did you get into your whole first gangbang? And yeah, the, so how that led into it. Okay, so Lewis arranged the first one for me. Yeah. Then he would do that periodically for me. Uh-huh. And then after a while, I said, you know what? I said, he's got, you know, his wife and kids and he sees other people, and you know, and sometimes I want to do something when he's not free. So as, you know, this confident lady now, I go, I'm just going to start hosting my own. Why not? So I would always get a friend that I trusted to come, you know, a male that I played with yeah. to kind of make sure I was safe because I wasn't, you know, trying to be dangerous. Yeah. And then I would just invite a handful of guys and we would just see what happened. You know, some gr- nights were great. Some were complete, complete flops, you know, but the unknown part of gangbangs is what really intrigues me. A, that these guys are willing to come and hang out with other guys and share a girl is fascinating. But then if you don't know these guys, right, if they're new guys you're meeting, you don't know how they're going to interact with each other. You don't know how they're going to perform. You don't know how fun they're going to be. So it really is just, you know, you're rolling the dice and you see what happens. Yeah, There's no, you know, no guarantees on anything. And sometimes the people you think are going to be standouts are horrible. And then the underdog, you know, rocks your world. Yeah, yeah. So now I do a mix of new guys and old guys. Because if you have all new guys, it could turn into nothing. And so if you bring in a few guys you know that are good performers and you like them and you play well together, it's a good way to mix in a new guy. This way, if he's not good... It doesn't ruin the night, and if he is good, it just makes it better. So in my second book, I have this, like, whole, um, you know, formula about how I plan them, how I pick the guys, how I arrange everything, and it sounds a little business-like. No, I love it, I love those details. It kind of is. I right? think it's I, interesting. I, pick, I tell you, like, how I pick the guys, the process to planning it, um, the different types of guys that show up. You know, because you can categorize different guys in certain ways. Um, I explain, you know, the role that my friend has for watching me. So it really is, it, it can be very simple or it can be very complicated, the process of doing it. But I have it down to a way that works for me. And mm-hmm. it is very strategic and it is very planned. And it's funny because my husband is very, very social and loves to be friends with the guys, which is, it's super adorable, right? He wants to meet them, have drinks with them before we go play. Me, I'm like, can they just knock on the hotel room door, not say <laughs> hello to me, and just fuck the shit out of me, you know? <laughs> so we, we compromise sometimes, 
you know, in the beginning when we first met, we would meet them for a drink, then invite them up. Now sometimes he goes, okay, we already know them. They can just come to the room. And once in a while I convince him to just let strangers come up. And, you know, it keeps it interesting when we both compromise and get a little bit of what we want. But guys, I love seeing him get along with the guys. I think it is just so cute that they're all buddy-buddy. And guys seem to just love him to death because he is so nice. And because he was a single guy in the lifestyle, he is, like, their biggest fan. Because single guys get a bad rap a lot in the lifestyle, right? Totally, yeah. They're desperate. They're disgusting. Most of them, yes. However... There are so many wonderful guys in the lifestyle. Yeah. And if they didn't exist, I wouldn't be able to do all the stuff that I love. So as a thank you, in my second book, actually, I interviewed a bunch of the guys that I write about. So all of my good friends, they filled out like a questionnaire. So they got to tell a little bit of their side of their story, why they're in the lifestyle, what it's like to be a guy, what it was like hanging out with me. You know, um, because I really appreciate when guys are classy and respectful and, you know, don't try to take advantage of you. And they are just really nice, cool people adding to our fantasy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I just taped a guy, a single guy in the lifestyle, and he talked about that. And he was actually a really good guy, a really nice guy, very respectable. You know, the opposite of what you would think, just like what exactly. you just ex- described, how so, people think of those people. Exactly. So I wanted to give them a little, like, shout-out in the book and let them talk a little bit. But like I said, my husband, because he was a single guy and he knows what it's like, and he was a very successful one because he's, you know, he's good-looking, but he's also just such a nice person. So he's always trying to, like, coach the guys and, like, pump them up. You know, if they can't perform, he gives them, like, a pep talk and tells them it's okay when, like, I'm rolling my eyes, you know, like, (laughs) Um, he, you know, he tries to give them tips and advice. And if guys email us and I'm not interested, he's always polite and tries to give them, like, encouraging words and stuff where I would just, like, delete the email. So it's really funny to see that side of him, you know? I think it's a really special quality that he has. And perfect for you because without that, you know, you need that. You need your – I think opposites in that way really works. I mean, you're similar and the same in the ways that you need to be, but you're also opposites in ways that probably work for both of you. So it's great that you actually met him. Um, How did you meet him? Okay, so I think I kind of mentioned this earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the the blind date threesome? Yeah, so I was, um, at the end of, like, the second book, I'm having this really difficult time. Like, every time I meet a guy in the lifestyle and we connect, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be the guy that I date. We're going to have this awesome lifestyle world together. And it would always turn out where they wanted to date me, but they wanted us to be vanilla. Interesting. it always shocks me because I'm like, we met in the lifestyle. Yeah. Some of us met gangbangs or threesomes. Uh-huh. And now you expect me to just, like, shut, you know, shut this down and just go have this, like, cute little, White you know, innocent thoughts. life again. Yeah, interesting. Well, so that, that doesn't work. I can't do it. But after years of this, like, endless cycle of this, I was kind of playing with a guy that lived near me. He was very nice. He was um, very generous and, like, you know, very funny. Like, we had a lot in common. 
Yeah. Was he perfect for me? No, but he was the best that I had found up until then, and he was, like, madly in love with me, mm -hmm. right? The only stipulation was we had to be vanilla if we dated. Oh. But I was so... I was just getting so beat down over the years by guys not wanting to date me in the lifestyle that I said, you know what, maybe I had a good run. This was just a really fun hobby that I had. And now, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe I should just settle down. And this is, you know, a very high quality guy right here in front of me offering me a lot of nice things and a nice life. If I could just, you know, not be such a whore, <laughs> I could have, you know, yeah. a great relationship right now. Mm -hmm. So... I was, like, right on the verge of, you know, giving in to his request when my friend had called and said, hey, I want you to meet this guy and have this threesome. And I was like, oh, shit, I know if I go, this guy is not going to stay with me, you know. And, of course, the inner, you know, mischievous little girl that I am was like, I got to see what this threesome's about. I just got to do it. So I, I, you know, I took the chance. I went on the threesome, had a great time. And, of course, the other guy was like, how dare you? This ended everything. And I said, you know what? I said, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it really took this moment for me to realize that I should not be sacrificing the life that I want for anybody. And if I'm willing to give up this, you know, so-called perfect relationship for one night of fun, then obviously it was not the perfect relationship for me, right? That speaks volumes right there. So I never regretted my choice. Um, whether oh, it was or not obviously the right Jason, choice. It was obviously like, it was the right, right choice. It was the right choice at the time because, you know, you have to go with what you want to do. You can't – what I've learned for me in the lifestyle is you can't shut it off for someone. If you want to – if the day ever comes where you decide you're tired of this and you want to be vanilla – totally supportive of your choice, right? But you can't become vanilla because someone tells you you need to be vanilla. That is never going to work. Yeah, I can shut it down for a little bit of time and then it's just going to, you know, come back out again. So it was really crucial for me to find someone that would be accepting of this. And not only accepting of it, my husband is, you know, like pushing me out there. <laughs> he loves it so much. If I go, you know, can we have a date tonight with somebody? He goes, one guy, why not get three guys? You know, so he's... <laughs> he's right there with you. Yeah, it's wonderful. So we've worked out... When we first started dating, it was very, very difficult and rocky. And I love how people always assume just because we were both in the lifestyle that dating must have been like, oh, so easy. You just hooked up and life was perfect. And I was like, actually, it was the opposite because we came from opposite sides of the world. We were into very different aspects of the lifestyle and trying to mesh them was a little complicated at first. What do you you mean? know, I came in super aggressive, like, I'm this, you know, independent, confident woman. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell me where I can go, who I could talk to. And he's like, okay, calm down. We just met. But, you know, if we're going to be in a relationship, you need to be open with me and tell me where you're going and, you know, have conversations about things. And I'm like, no, no, no. You need to, you know, earn these things for me. And I was, you know, just very um, traumatized from previous relationships. He's this super sweet guy, and I was very untrusting of that because that's rare sometimes, you know. And the nicer he was to me, the more I fought him, you know, typical. Um, Strong like woman. Over, 
Yeah, you yeah. know, I was just so scared yeah. to, like, trust him and let him be him mm-hmm. that the nicer he was, the more I closed up because I was like, this is this is going to hurt if this goes south, you know? Yeah. And this poor guy, he put up with all of my shit for months, and he was patient and caring. And, I mean, he wasn't perfect either, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did some shit I wasn't happy with, but... I was always the one that's like, fuck you, I'm leaving, you know? And then I'd be like, well, he does have a lot of good qualities. Let me circle back. And he just, he stuck with it because he really, truly believed from day one that there was something between us. Right. And I am so thankful that he did because I don't think I would ever meet anybody even half as good as him or compatible with me. You know, it. I don't want to sound cheesy, but he it really is like the perfect relationship. We are so happy. We never argue. Uh, we keep it fun. We keep it sexy. We always make sure there is personal time for us, and mm-hmm. we don't get too wrapped up in the lifestyle and other people. So we have this nice balance going, and it's just it's so much fun together. You know, you forget when you're single, you're worried about yourself and having fun, and if you go out on a bad date, it's like the night was a waste, right? You go home, you're still horny, and you're just like, oh, I wasted my Friday night. When I go out with him, I never have this expectation of anything because if the night is great, it's amazing. He may play, he may not play, right? But if the night sucks, he's always there to make sure that the night ends well with me and him. So it really does become just more fun and less serious. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, so you just go out, you're like, whatever happens, happens. And some nights, it's so hot, he just watches. Sometimes it's so hot at the end of the night, he's like, that's it, like, I need to join you. Sometimes he joins the whole time. You know, it really, there is no script anymore. It's up to him and part of our thing. So there's different ways to be a couple in the lifestyle. We fall under the category of hot wife, but then the subcategory of, like, stag vixen. Mm Mm-hmm. So he is not a cuck. He, you know, there's no humiliating him or leaving him out. He is definitely a strong stag. He's, you know, the alpha guy for yeah. me. Um, and I let him take charge of, he picks all the guys that we play with. He decides what he's in the mood to watch. Is it someone like old or young? You know, um, maybe there's a certain physical feature he's looking for, a certain nationality he wants to see. So, you know, I leave that in his hands because he's nice enough to let me do these things. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that he's seeing, you know, what interests him. And if there's, you know, a certain fetish or activity, you know, that he's been thinking about lately and he wants me to try it when we're playing, then sure. You know, so we kind of have no, like, boundaries anymore. Uh-huh. And I was also very... When I was single, I felt I needed to be the alpha female just to protect myself. I didn't want to be taken advantage of. I didn't want guys to think, you know, I wasn't smart enough to protect myself um, or to be put in situations I didn't want to be in. And now with him, I can just kind of relax a little because I know nothing's ever going to happen. And, you know, I'm a little more willing to try, like, crazier shit around other guys, yeah. like, you know, using different props and leashes and whatever. And I never look at it as, oh, I'm being submissive to this guy. I'm like, I'm entertaining my husband right now. And if that means using this shit, then whatever. You know, <laughs> so it changed my whole mental point of view. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, I always struggled with that part. I don't know if it was from being someone's mistress for so long that I really held on to that part um, of feeling used by somebody. Yeah. So I feel like now I'm finally at a place where I just don't give a shit about anything. If it's fun, I'll do it. If I don't know what it is, I might try it, you know. Um, And we're always just looking for, like, new ways to be fun and creative and dirtier and, you know, now we decided, hey, let's have an OnlyFans page and just share this with everybody. So that's our new venture. So it never gets tired with us. What do you, you know? do on your OnlyFans page? Is it up and running? Do you want to give a shout out? It is coming out Labor Day weekend. So by the time this airs, it will be out. Yeah, what is it? Uh, my name is Hot Wife Life 869 And it's going to be a bunch of stuff. Obviously... There's going to be a bunch of sexual content on there, you know, videos, pictures, me and him, me and tons of other guys, like all the juicy stuff that people would expect from me. Mm -hmm. But also, I want to show a much more personal side. So, you know, you'll be invited into our home. As I mentioned before, we're nudists, so we go nude camping a lot. So you'll get to see some of the stuff from us on vacations. I'm going to be posting, you know, excerpts from my books and stuff. And just really making it, you know, kind of a full story about me. Yeah, and I love that. Because I am a writer, I don't do like, you know, one-line taglines for posts. Yeah. I write, you know, all these, you know, long-ass, interest, what I think are interesting and funny, you know, <laughs> posts. Um, and I want people to have a good time when they're on my site. I want them to get to know me. I want them to know my super, like, goofy personality. And I want them to also see, you know, the hot, steamy sex that we're having all the time. So it's a little bit of everything. So I'm hoping that it's different than other people's sites. And it's, you know, not just one-dimensional. Yeah, I love I that. I think that that's have, smart. like, this full experience when they come to my page. And if you if you have read any of my books, people out there, it's the same vibe. I'm honest. I am open. I try to be very funny in my writing. I don't take life too seriously. I have a nice sarcastic streak, and I think I'm very funny, you know, in the stuff that I write. I don't know if other people do. But I just like a lot of personality and stuff. I don't want it to be a generic page where, like, oh, just watch me suck this guy's dick. You know, like, I like to build around everything and I think you know your mind is a big part of being stimulated Mm -hmm. so people could go to any girl's site and watch them get fucked but are they going to be you know drawn in and entertained the way I hope they are on my page maybe not you know I don't know that for sure but in my head I want it to be this very interactive you know fun portrait of getting to know Casey now is Casey out there with everybody else in her life or is this a secret life that you have does anyone know about you being in the lifestyle do people know that you write these books or is it just very on the dl it's like two different lives you live when i wrote the first book i told like two two of my friends and that was it i didn't advertise it i didn't do anything i was so scared of people finding out that i wrote it and you know like the the first book too deals with a lot of shame about being in the lifestyle You know, what if people find out? How would they look at me? You know, so that was a major driving force. I wrote it for myself, and it was very therapeutic to write. You learn a lot about yourself when you're writing something because you want to make sure everything you put down on paper is true, at least at the time that you wrote it. 
maybe I don't feel the same way now, but when I wrote it, it was very honest. Yeah. And I was so scared that I just, I got it published, and I was so excited I got it published because I thought it was, you know, such a shot, shot in the dark to do such a thing. And I just kind of enjoyed it in the privacy of my own life. A few people knew, but I never really put it out there. And then, just for fun, I wrote a second book, and I didn't say anything about it. And then the third book, my husband said to me, you know, when we first met, you told me you were going to write a trilogy when you finally found happiness. He goes, so where's the third book? I thought you were happy. And I said, oh, shit, I just kind of forgot about it, you know. I said, but if you want me to write something for you and you're okay with me putting our life, you know, in a book without, you know, hiding anything and sugarcoating stuff, I said I would be more than happy, you know, to do that. And he said, go for it. He said, whatever you want to write, write. I won't get upset as long as it's true. You know, like, don't make anything up. But if it's true, I'm fine with it. So I said, okay, great. So I started writing again. I published the third book, uh, I think, this January. And now that part of my life, that trilogy, you know, is done. And it feels really good to have it completed. So I would say the first book is like, you know, discovering myself. The second book is being confident with myself. And then the third book is just like finding this really much needed serenity in settling down with somebody that let me be me. But do people know that you're in the lifestyle? Like your friends, you know? Um, some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people don't. Yeah. Um, now that we're married, and here's a funny thing too, nobody knows we're married. Like what? in our family, we kept it very private. You're and we just thought We have already the secret of being in the lifestyle, and we said, let's just have the secret of being married, and we love it. We still call each other boyfriend and girlfriend in public, and it feels like this dirty little secret that we have. But let me tell you, the first time that we had sex and he called me his wife, like the orgasms were insane. And when he tells other guys, like, do you like fucking my wife or, you know, you're with my wife? It just adds such an element of, like, hotness and kinkiness Mm -hmm. that it is great. So lifestyle, people know we're married. Families do not. People think we're nuts when we tell them that. But it just, I don't know. having this. Yeah, it just makes it so much hotter for us. And it's fun knowing things. Like, we like having secrets, I guess. Um, (laughs) So Did you get married in Vegas? I mean, or just went to town hall? Yep. Mm-hmm. We just went there, got married, and came back home like nothing happened. Right. Um, but it was perfect. It was exactly how I wanted it to be. He offered whatever I wanted, and that's what I chose. Um, very simple girl. And I just, I don't know, I feel like relationships are personal. I don't need to, you know, display anything for anyone else. We wanted to get married, so we got married. Yeah, I got it. And, um... So we do tell some people we're in the lifestyle. We're getting a little more open now that we are, you know, in this relationship. When I was single, I was kind of scared. I don't know why. I felt way more vulnerable telling people about this side of me when I was single because I thought I'd be judged more. Yeah. But now that I'm part of a healthy couple and he's right here with me, it kind of takes the heat off of you when you're not the only one admitting something. Mm -hmm. And also because I am in a healthy relationship – it proves that there's nothing wrong with me for what I'm doing. That right? totally makes sense. I, I could see why you would feel that way. So, uh-huh. Exactly. So now that we're together, he's the one that's like, 
you know, why don't you start telling people that you write? You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, if you're not embarrassed by me and you're supportive, then okay, I'll try and be brave and put myself out there a little more, you know, because it is scary too. not just people finding out, but people not liking what you created. Right. Of course. That's why I'm anonymous on my show, because I thought it was going to suck and I didn't want to suck in front of people I knew. I wanted to suck in front of strangers. You know, exactly. Because it's it is real life. Right. I'm not writing a fake story or, you know, a guidebook. This is my life. So if people say it's horrible, that could be potentially hurtful, you know. Double hurtful. Um, you're a bad writer and your life sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I just like to stress to people that this is my life story. Yeah. This is not what everybody's life should be like or how you should be a swinger in a life. Like, this is just what I did. That's the end of the story. I'm not trying to tell people what to do or how to do things. I'm just sharing what I went through because maybe it'll help somebody figure out something in their own life or inspire them to go after something that they want to try. That's really all there is to it. You know, I don't have this huge agenda out there. Yeah, no. And now with the, I mean, I think it's interesting that you put in all the other facets because it it can actually also help people. Your journey, maybe another single girl, maybe a couple that's dating a unicorn, maybe a guy that's looking for a girl like you. I mean, you know, you just don't know who, you know, how people are going to respond to your thing, but you just put that out there and it's your truth. And I think because you include all the personal struggles and you paint the real picture and put everything in there, I think it can be super helpful as well as super hot. I mean, you're the girl that can't get enough dicks inside of her. I mean, you're like, what's the largest gangbang you ever did? Um, privately, maybe like seven or eight, but I used to go to clubs a lot. And it's funny because, you know, people like, oh, I don't want to go to to like single guy night. It's so creepy. It's so gross. Those are the nights that I used to love to go on. And I mean, you could bang like 20 guys in one night if the, you know, if there's like good guys there, maybe you go on a night, there's only five guys to play with. So it varies. But now we try to do like, you know, on the smaller side, you know, maybe four or five guys at a time, because then you can have, you know, better interaction with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, it's a little more personal and fun. Um, so, you know, gangbangs could be very like intimate and personal like that, or they could be very just like functional. Like how many guys can I fuck in one night? Yeah. You know, I'm, I might not kiss them or really talk to them. They just fuck me, you know? So there's all different ways you can Set have a gangbang. Uh, yeah. And, you know, different people have different versions of what that means to them. But with my husband now, mostly we do like four or five guys in a hotel room. Uh, this way everybody could hang out and have a good time. People could take breaks if they need to, you know, but there's enough guys where I should never be bored. So. Right. And now what is your, do you have a preference? I know that you said your guy picks out the guys a lot of the times. What is his preference? What is your preference? Do you like, are you a size queen or does it not matter to you? Um, so looks, I I don't have a specific type anymore because it's interesting. Like I used to be very specific about the guys I would meet. They had to be like exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm with my husband, he's exactly my type and the other people are just there, you know, to have a good time with. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of separated like how I'm attracted to people. Yeah. Interesting. And I mean, obviously, we look for people that are, like, in good shape, nicely hung, you know. And I I think it's, again, so funny when he's the one that's in charge of our profile and talking to everybody. 
And I love that he just spends hours at a time, like, looking at dick pics online to find, <laughs> you know, the one that's, like, the best for me. You know, it's just, it's so heartwarming to me, romantic. You know, other girls want jewelry and flowers. I just want you to find a nice cock for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, he puts in so much effort. But, like I said, it depends. Sometimes he wants to see me with, like, an older guy. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like a guy in his 20s. Maybe he's into, like, BBC this week, or, you know, it's it's all over the place. Whatever he is in the mood for, that's what we go with. And it's also a misconception that hot guys are good in bed. Uh-huh. Yes, some of them are, but that doesn't. there's no correlation between your looks and your performance, right? Right, yeah. So maybe somebody, and this was hard for me to learn in the beginning, too, because I wanted everybody to be exactly what I wanted. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know... Guys that I would normally not choose for myself that my husband brings in have been some of the best nights that we've had. You know, you really can't judge people on just their looks and the lifestyle. Yeah. There has to be, you know, a lot more to the package. So that part makes it fun, too, because he's expanded my, you know, variety of the guys I play with and stuff. Yeah, or what you're open to or not open to. You always thought you kind of knew, and I think that that... Is very true. Like you, you, you think that you know what you like, and that you could live in that box. But because you were pushed out of it so many different times, you were, you became more open to other and things. I, mm-hmm. I think a big part was I tried to explain this to him, but it's it might be a little weird. Like when I was single, and you have this one-on-one connection with somebody, or you know these connections with these guys. Like I needed to be attracted to them. I couldn't say like, okay, well he's a nice guy or he's a big dick. Maybe we'll have fun. Like I needed some genuine, like, physical attraction. But now because he's there, like, I don't necessarily need to be physically attracted to people. I can look past that, you know, and just be attracted to, like, what's happening, the vibe that's going on. And I also am having a hard time at this stage, like, because as a hot wife, I do have permission to go play without him. But I tried it one time, and I absolutely don't love it. I hate it. Interesting. And when we first met, that was one of the things we fought about. I was like, you're going to be home. I'm going to go out and fuck someone. I'm going to come home, and you're going to love it. And he's like, you need to slow down right now. We just met. You know, you can't be coming in with all of these demands. And then you fast forward a few years, and he's like, babe, do you want to go out with somebody tonight? And then come home to me? And I go, no, I don't. Right, interesting. And I need him there to be turned on. Mm-hmm. And even when he is there, if he gets... If he leaves the room for something, like to go to the bathroom, or he's talking to one of the guys that aren't playing and he's not really focused on me, yeah, I have a trouble like staying turned on. So our dynamic really is like him watching me be bad, me watching him watch me be bad. You know, like yeah, it's such a specific thing that we're into, and I have zero interest going out without him. Like I wouldn't even think about it. You know. And he goes, wow, you're very different than the girl I met three years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. You know, people change. (laughs) What you think you want is not always what you end up wanting and vice versa, you know. So that part is kind of funny, too, because now I'm like, oh, no, no, don't send me out alone. I won't like it, you know, because I I don't want to be alone with anybody else. Mm -hmm. The whole experience is for us to share something together. You know, yeah, and him watching you. Does you do a lot of DVs? I'm assuming with him. Oh yeah, he loves it. He loves it. Now, does he ever yeah. hook up with guys? Is he into guys at all? 
I would say he's 99% straight. Uh-huh. Once in a while, we have dabbled in some stuff, uh-huh. but it's not his normal thing. He doesn't seek it out. You know, it has to be, like, the stars have to align perfectly. Yeah. I personally think it's really hot to see, uh-huh. but it's, you know, only a handful of times. It's not our main focus at all. Right, but he's cool, and so you guys are, like, on these apps, and you have it on there, like, you're looking for other guys to DV with you and your husband, or you're putting up gangbangs. I mean, is that what you guys typically look for most of the time? Yep. The gangbangs and the DVs. I'm, like, trying to think, how the fuck am I going to tell you? I mean, we'll have, we'll have threesomes, too, like, me, him, and another guy, and that can be super hot. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to always, but I mean, I could have DV with him and another guy, so I'm happy, you know? Yeah, so it yeah. depends on our mood, who the person is. You know, we're friends with some of these guys. We might go out to dinner with them and hang out. So um, we're all over the place, but as long as there's extra guys around, then, you know, I'm happy, he's happy. Okay, let's go over your books because people are going to want to fucking read more because I feel like you touched on a little bit of a lot here and there's so much more and people that want to know more and there's going to be a lot of people that are, you know, they're going to want to find your books. Now, give me the titles. Tell me where they are. I'll, of course, put in links. Now, let me ask you this because I'm on your Amazon page, Casey Donatella. Tello. Um, is that you on the cover? So the first book is not me because I was... I don't know why I thought people would know. Like, again, I was so paranoid. So that's just a stock image. The second and the third book are me, though. Okay. So you're... you're... I got a little, you know, braver and decided (laughs) it was okay to put my body on a book. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Your body's like a 10.8,000. Oh, thank you. um, If you could actually send me anonymous pics from my Patreon, you know, and I'll also put the pics of uh, your books up there. You know, but I, I offer that to my people, like, you know, anonymous pics of you from my Patreon. Sure. Yeah, and then I'll also put these. So let's go through which is the first book, which is the second book, and which is the third book. Let's just give a little, you know, another shout out and get a little more specific. So the first book is called In Bed with Strangers, Swinging My Way to Mm Self-Discovery, which I think that one is pretty self-explanatory. The second book is Scarlet Swings Higher. So Scarlet is my um, screen name in the book. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Scarlet Swings Higher, that's when I'm, like, just obsessed with, like, gangbangs and, like, as much guys as I can get my hands on. Yeah. And then part three is called Scarlet Surrenders, which is about meeting my husband and, you know, settling down and getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So those are the three books. I'm assuming you're going to have more. You can even start your own podcast. You could do a lot of things. You sound like, you know, you're a boss bitch. You could, like, to turn this <laughs> all this stuff into even more than just writing it nowadays. I really think, you know... Uh, God knows what you'll be doing five years from now, but people could f- f- go get your books. They could find you on OnlyFans. It'll be up by the time I air this. And, and- actually, uh, fun little thing. So for my OnlyFans, because remember I said I wanted to make it funny, very fun and interactive, we're going to have all kinds of you know contests and promotions for subscribers. So our special for September for the release month will be if you buy any of my books and send me a picture of you like reading the book or holding, you know, the book, whatever, um, to my Instagram account, which is at In Bed With Strangers. I'll put you that will in get there too, yeah. a free three-day trial to our, my OnlyFans page. So that's for oh. September. 
I love that. Wait, say that again, because that's, that's a super great thing to get in on. They buy your book. They send you a pic of them holding your book, so proof that they bought it, to yep. your, you know, DM it over to your Instagram. I'll put, a, you know, your Instagram in the description as yep, well. And it could be any of the three books. It doesn't matter which one, but I would assume you'd want to read the first one so that, they're, you know, you're reading them consecutively. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so if you send me a picture of you, you know, reading my book, that you purchased, I will give you a link for a three free day trial to my OnlyFans page for this is our, you know, opening month promotion. And then there will be other promotions in the future. And, and once you are a subscriber, there's going to be a lot of other like on-site promotions and exclusive, you know, things that you can be involved in, but you have to be a subscriber to get in on those. I love it. I think that's great. I think that's a really great, smart promotion. It, you know, it helps your book. It helps your OnlyFans. It feeds each other. Uh, people, I, I'm doubt you'll definitely get people going over and getting your books and sending you there. I'll put all the links to everything. Thank you so much for calling in. I don't even know what I'm going to title this, but maybe you'll help me because you're the fucking writer. <laughs> Because it was so much of everything. I really wanted to make it just like all, let's just talk about gangbangs and make it about gangbangs. But we talked about so much, you know, it was uh, super interesting. And what I think is great is that people could get more because you you wrote it all out in three different books. So I will put the links to everything, your Instagram, your OnlyFans, as well as your Amazon page in the description. Thank you so much for calling in. This was super interesting. I'm sure I'll have you back on because I, I feel like there's so much more. Gang bangs, we could do that in the future. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. This is what I've been thinking about. I'm In September, I'm going to kick it off with, I do a Fetish Fridays every other week. And what I'm going to be doing is like a girl talk thing every other Friday that I'm not doing my Fetish Fridays, where it's just two girls, me being one of them, and I have another girl on, and we just talk about something. You know, it's not about your life. It's just like, you yeah. know, it's going to be just about anal or just about threesomes. I mean, you know, with you, you could be gangbangs, you know, girl talk gangbangs, oh, you know, that kind of a thing where it's just, like I said, not rapping about someone's personal life story, just rapping about sex, you know. So I'll probably definitely use you for that because uh, you... I don't even have to do anything. I could just sit here and listen to you talk. You're great. But thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. And I appreciate you taking the interest in my story. And I hope a lot of people out there, you know, follow up with me and, you know, follow my story to see what I'm up to next. Yeah, I love it. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. 
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.